You're listening to The Confidence Podcast, your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly and bravely take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, and I teach entrepreneurs and dream chasers to take action on the dream God put on their hearts. I empower go-getters to get past their stubborn insecurities so they can crush their goals, outgrow their fears, and create prosperity in their businesses and lives. It's time to rise and shine. Let's dive deep. Hey guys, it is Trish Blackwell. We are diving deep today in the Confidence Podcast, the week of Thanksgiving. I I mean, it's crazy. I'm sitting at my desk looking at my daughter's gobble gobble artwork and her cute turkeys and I am so in the spirit. I, I know that not all of you are US listeners and I'm okay with that because here in the United States, this is actually one of my favorite holidays of the year. I, I mean, who doesn't love Christmas, but Thanksgiving to me really goes on par with Christmas. And so I want to extend, especially if you're not American or US based, I'm I'm inviting you into this holiday. I am inviting you into my favorite time of the year because I, I just think it is this gift of a day that we stop as a nation and celebrate gratitude. Um, obviously, it's more there's more complex history than that. But what we really do come around the table as and slow down as a culture is around this concept of gratitude, which of course is why we're talking about today, gratitude, the gateway to the good life. And so um, you may be listening at Thanksgiving time, or maybe you're catching this on a binge. You just found me and it's middle of April. But what I do know is gratitude's always in season. And so you're listening to episode number 293. We're talking specifically on this concept of gratitude as the gateway to the good life. More specifically, as we celebrate Thanksgiving here in the US, we're going to be talking about what is the good life anyways, and how can gratitude really get us it? I'm going to share with you some of my gateway moments, which were really life-altering crossroad moments. And they've come from gratitude shifts. And then I'm going to share with you some insight on just some of the practical ways that I practice and infuse gratitude in my life on a daily basis. Because it's it's not just as simple as saying, oh, I'm feeling thankful today. I'll do my gratitude journal. It cer- certainly is a shift and that is part of it. But if you really want to use gratitude to elevate you to the next level of life, we got to be strategic about it. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for change, if you're looking to get, how do I get to this next level of happiness or really fulfillment and, and like walking in the, in the path that I feel God has called me to, I'm telling you for me and for hundreds of clients that I've worked in the, in over the last decade, I think this is it. Gratitude. You know, you hear about uh, certain drugs being gateway drugs. I think gratitude's a gateway, gateway mindset shift, a gateway legitimately to the good life. So before we dive in, I do want to um, just let you guys know that this podcast is sponsored in part today by my upcoming Mombas Mastermind, which is launching in 2019. If you're a mom and you're an entrepreneur and you want to double your income and your free time in 2019 so that you can do more of what makes you happy, then this group is for you. Applications are closing soon. I don't want you to miss out. I'm accepting applications through November. And um, I'm telling you, we're keeping it intimate. And if it's not the right group, I'm just not going to have the mastermind. So I want, if, if, if you know you're ready for the next level, this is at trishblackwell.com forward slash mastermind. And as always, this is also sponsored in part by my partnership with Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a B Corp company committed to getting safer products in the hands of every, everyone. And if you're passionate about your health and about wellness, but you're not using Beauty Counter products yet, um, I think you're missing a huge part of the health equation. And um, I I want you to check out your safer ingredients. Come. And if you just don't even want to have to do all that research, we've done it for you at Beauty Counter. It's the only thing I use on myself and on my family and has truly infused more beauty and health into my life. Go to beautycounter.com forward slash Trish Blackwell to find out what makes Beauty Counter so different. And you guys, I've gotten in the groove the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm really jamming out on this and liking this. Highlighting our review of the week, our review of the week is Darcy. She gave us five stars and she said, I mean, straight up one sentence. And I love this. Well, excuse me, one line, two sentences. If you're trying to be a better person, this is what you need to listen to. She's real and honest. It's refreshing. 
Darcy, thank you for that. Darcy also ended up winning one of our giveaways of Mike Foster's book from, of, um, uh, gosh, was that just last week, uh, last week's episode. Um, so congratulations to you, Darcy. Thank you for showing up and for, for just being part of this community. And you guys, there's nothing I love more than reading your reviews because it gets me to show up. Sometimes I record these things at 4 a.m. and sometimes I, I, I 8 p.m. I mean, I, I am a mompreneur, like legit working around the schedule of a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So um, I just want you to know that the things that fuel me to show up no matter what, little reviews like that. So without any further ado, let's dive in. Let's dive into this concept of first off, all right, like how do you know you even want the good life? And how do you know if you're getting it? And how do you know if you're on your way? What is the good life anyway? And you're not going to like this, but I'm just going to throw some questions right back at you. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Because what the good life means to you might be different than what it means to me. But as I prepped for today's coaching session and today's podcast, I, I actually thought about that. I thought, what does it mean to be, to me, not to be, but to be or not to be, right? That, I mean, that is essentially the question we are addressing. But to me, the good life is, I really wanted to, to boil it down in the most succinct way possible. And the good life is, is the gift of being fully alive. And I had to ask myself then, well, what does that mean to be fully alive? And is it, is it the case that before I felt like I was in the flow of the good life, that I wasn't feeling fully alive? And the, and the answer is, is exactly that, you know, and, and said in a, in a more faith-based stand, stand, uh, terminology, the good life is an abundant life, is a, a life to the fullest. And so when I realized that for me, the good life means a full life, being fully alive. Because my history of perfectionism, achievement-oriented everything, um, constant self-criticism, self-beratement, eating disorders, just trying to achieve, achieve, achieve until I got permission to be happy or to know that I was enough, I was always just half alive because half of me was engaged in what I was doing and the other half was waiting for somebody to say, you're enough. It's okay. Good job, Trish. Like I was so desperate for the affirmation that I never really trusted the world to see who the real Trish was. In fact, I didn't even know who the real Trish was. I took a lot of time just waiting on how to, I, I can't be fully alive because I don't even know what it means to be fully me. And spoiler alert, y'all, next week's episode, we're going to be, we're diving all up in this. We are diving all up into this. What does it mean to be you? So don't you, if you're like, okay, this is okay. That's awesome. Trish, that's where I'm at. We'll use this week's coaching to then propel you to next episode. So you, you do not want to miss episode number 294. Okay. But for me, what is, then I had to ask myself as I was prepping to, to share my heart with you guys today is what does full, being fully alive mean? And I, I, I couldn't put a specific phrase to it, but I was able to put descriptions to it. And the certain, the descriptions that resonate with me, here are some adjectives or some, some, well, descri descriptions, right? Present, fully engaged, filled with life, overflowing with love. Um, beating and like just vibrating with purpose, uh, connected in relationship, growth oriented, adventurous, courageous, difference making, warm and wonderful. Those were the, the first ones that came to mind as I was prepping for the podcast. But you know, what is, I want to ask you that if you were to go with what good life is with my definition of being fully alive. What does being fully alive really mean to you? What would make, as my as my mentor Todd, Todd Durkin always said to me, Trish, what makes your soul sing? And that that was one of the first statements, questions ever asked me. That, and he must have, gosh, we had that conversation about about nine years ago, and it it was the first time I realized, wait, I get to to think about this this way. Like, I remember sitting there thinking. I had no idea I could think about this. I had no idea that I get to decide 
how to step in to living fully. And and equally though, I think it's it's it, it needs to be stated that while I've also come to define and know what I'm chasing and what I, what feelings I want to not even chase because that that's that pursuit that that moving finish line. What I what I crave and what I yearn and what how I can when I feel it I can sit in it right that I can I can turn off social media and cut off, like rip up my to do list and just swing on the swings at the park with my daughter and know that that is more meaningful and valuable than the other 15 things I wanted to accomplish. So when that, that for me, it's like knowing these descriptions helps me know, oh, Trish, you're here. Like be here and feel it and love it and don't question it and don't feel guilty and don't worry it's going away. Savor it and give praise for it, right? So while I, those are the why we, I've described what does being fully alive actually mean. I think it's also what was helpful for me was equally defining what the good life isn't. And it, it for me, even though this is where I'm naturally drawn towards, it's not de- defined by weight. It's not defined by my my the money in my bank account or how much I make with my business. It doesn't include a weight, a size of clothing, a marathon finish time. It, it doesn't include, for me, good life does not include stress. It doesn't include cynicism, achievement, anxiety, comparison, overwhelm, busyness, insecurity, self-doubt. All of that, that's when, I, I, when I'm feeling that negativity, that's toxic. And I go, I'm not created to live in toxic thinking. God has intended so much more for me than that. And so let's talk about this. So now, as promised, right, now that we've defined what is the good life, right, now how can gratitude actually get us it? And I'm telling you, hopefully you'll see as I share some of my gateway moments that gratitude is this, this door opener. So if you're standing at a crossroads, but I want you to imagine that your crossroads has these giant gates and you're waiting for the gatekeeper to say, you may proceed, right? Like you think about this fairy tale kind of imagery and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting to be told you're pretty enough. You're waiting to be told you're successful enough. You're waiting to be told you're valuable enough that you, you, we wait, 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 wait. When really, when really we're waiting for our circumstances to change, we're waiting for a better job. We're waiting to be a good enough writer to consider ourselves a writer. Like whatever it is that you keep waiting for that you think is going to give you that happiness. I I, I think you're going to wait there a long time until you see that you, the gatekeeper that you've been waiting to open the door is actually you. And it's not just you. It's a gift that God has given you. And it's the the power of choice. It is gratitude. Gratitude opens the gateway to the good life. And I'm going to go and and what you're going to hear is my gateway moments. And they're going to, I'm going to be raw. I've got some real vulnerable stuff I'm about to share with you. But before I go deep, let me give you just a superficial one, a really small one that happened today. I'm recording this. It's Sunday night. Kids are in bed. We had a really nice, awesome, full family day. And we woke up and it was a, you know, we had a, we had a full schedule because we, we sort of try to schedule, you know, our Sundays around the Redskin games. We are, I am in DC based, huge, huge Redskin fan. And um, so, you know, in the morning we fit in church and our workout and then grocery shopping and filling the gas, you know, the, the Jeep up with gas, all the little things, all those things happen before 1 p.m., y'all. It's crazy what we can squeeze in, right? So when we knew we, we had a full day and I was a little tired because last night was Saturday night, my baby, who sleeps so well, y'all, he woke up at 6.22, like, and he, and I always, I always expect seven and here's, and here's where the, here's where gratitude happens immediately thought my first thought was like, man, I wish, I wish he could have slept 15 more minutes. I would be good if I had 15 more minutes. Right. And the reality is it doesn't 15 more minutes would have always been like, oh man, 15 more minutes past 622 was not my seven o'clock that i had hoped for anyways. But I had said, oh man, if it had just been 15 more minutes, I'd be much happier. And it, and immediately caught myself. And I said, Oh, you know what I'm thankful for this morning? I'm thankful for, thankful that this was 15 minutes past the 15 minutes ago because it could have been at whatever 15, I can't do math this quickly in my head, but let's just call it 6.05, it, that it wasn't at 6 o'clock or 6.01 that he woke me up, that I actually had many chunks of 15 minutes more than I could have had. And that's and, and immediately, it's crazy. As soon as I said, Trish, stop thinking you wish he had slept 15 more minutes, 
just be thankful that you made it to 622. And you had a happy, healthy baby who had pneumonia last week. Like having a happy, healthy baby to wake up to is a beautiful gift. And just recentering that that quick micro like shift of my thinking changed the pace and the quality of my entire day. Literally, everything about the rest of my day was was based off of how I chose to think my first few thoughts in the morning. So so even just a how do we get the use gratitude as a gateway to the good life for the day we have right now? It's as, it's as simple as catching a thought and going, whoa, whoa, I don't think like that anymore. And I wanted, I wanted to share that example with you to, to share with you that I don't wake up rainbows and sunshine every day. And I certainly am a sleep princess and I'm always looking to see how I can get an extra 15 more minutes. And, and so I, even though I've been training myself for practically a decade on gratitude, 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 attitude, like really just being intentional about my thinking, I want you to know that my first you know, almost automatic thought goes to, oh, like that. And that there's nothing wrong with that. It's acknowledging it and going, oh, no, no, I don't do that anymore. I don't like to be that way. I don't like what that sets me up for. So I choose to change it. And I share that because I didn't realize before I started coaching, before I did all this work on myself, I never realized that the thoughts I thought were simply suggestions that I didn't have to stay committed to them. And so now that I know that that initial thought is either a suggestion that I can lean into and lock onto, or I could say, "Mm, no, that doesn't work for me anymore. I am choosing something else that that I I realized I regained all of this power back in my life. And, And so maybe you didn't realize that just because you say think something or you've always thought a certain way doesn't mean that it has to be true for you. So so that is my my little small way that a, a gratitude can really turn be a gateway to opening you up for a, the good life even if it's just a good great Sunday. Like today was amazing. We did we had an awesome service at church, met up with friends, had coffee, went to the gym, I had a great run, got some emails done, did some great stretching. Like it was like one of those, like one of those days where you're like, if somebody peeked in at your family, you'd be like skipping and there would be rainbows and and like unicorns like hopping next to you, you know? And we went and um, Ellie and I spent the afternoon baking cookies together because we wanted to get Thanksgiving cookies for all of her teachers. And then we had friends over for football. I mean, really, can it get better? Like, I'm not sure if it gets much better. But it started because I decided to say, man, I'm glad I'm up right now. Man, 622 is a good, a good thing to see. So, all right, gateway to the good life. So let me share some of my, some of my gateway moments. And, and I'm not sure, let's see, I'm looking at this list here and it's, it's just a little bit daunting because I, I don't want to just dump on you, but my my gateway moments that have come from gratitude have come. I'm going to, I'm going to start these off by saying my life has changed when I decided to be thankful for my own body. It was a gateway to body confidence and healing from my eating disorder. When I just said, you know what, beating myself up, wishing I was skinnier, wishing I had, you know, longer legs, wishing that I, uh, you know, the million things I would pick myself apart about. I wasn't, wasn't getting me the good life that I wanted. So I decided that even though I wasn't happy with my body, that I would start saying, you know what? I'm thankful for this body. This is the body that God gave me. This is the body in which I live. And this is the this is the body I have today. So I'm going to be thankful for it. And that really was a gateway to body confidence. It was a gateway to healing for eating just for my eating disorder and my my body dysmorphia. Now I'm also a pivotal point in my life was being thankful for the quirks of my family. My family's complicated. I think everyone's is. And I hope you're shaking your head and saying, amen, sister. And my family's wonderful as well, but very broken and very complicated and very loving and very wonderful. And so gratitude around the the good and the and the bad, the challenges and the things that have made me stronger and the struggles that have given me strength has given has been a gateway to forgiveness towards towards my family towards the people who raised me towards the people who have loved on me and an ability to see them as as with love and compassion versus resentment and frustration right um also for another gateway that was huge for me was um 
just being thankful for my weaknesses, y'all. I have so many things I'm working on. Like, I want to be clear. There's so many areas in my heart that God, and my life, and my habits, and just all around that I am always working on because God keeps showing me more, more ways I can grow. And that's awesome. Like, we are, we are transforming each and every day into this, really, if you think about this concept of, of, like, of the, the chrysalis of a butterfly, like, more and more beautiful every day I'm growing. But to do that means I got a lot of work to do. I am weak. And I, and and being thankful for that, being thankful for what has caused me to struggle, what thankful that brings me to my knees has been a gateway to humility and to daily reliance on God. And I also, you know, if you, if you shift it a little bit, it's also been a gateway to helping me take the pressure off myself, being somebody that wants to perfection and to do it right. Also to do it all on my own, to be hyper independent. God doesn't need me to be, he doesn't want me to be independent. He wants me to, to, to need him every day. And I do. Oh my God, do I. And I'm thankful for that because it's a gateway to a better relationship with him. Another gateway. I'm, this one comes all the time, you guys, for me. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for this. I am thankful for closed doors. And let's be clear, they don't always feel good. Closed doors are like the worst, especially when it's like, that's the door you want to walk through. You're waiting for this opportunity or you think it's going to pan out, whether it's a job, whether it's a, a networking thing, a relationship, a financial breakthrough. I mean, there are so many closed doors that are, I think they're just, a, I think I've come to realize that they're constant in life. And they're there for a reason. And God closes a door and he opens a window. But I'm thankful for the closed doors because they are, they are, and I give thanks for them because they are gateways to truth. They're gateways to grow my faith, to walk more in faith. And they're gateways to, to expect expecting more to expecting a miracle to reminding me it's not on me it's God's got this I get to I get to say I can't wait to see what God does it's not about me opening the door it's about letting him shine what a thing to give thanks for it's hard I'm not saying this is easy um I want to one that's close to my heart here I give thanks and gratitude for my broken heart I, if you know my story, before I met my husband, I was in a, a relationship that was my first real love. And I, man, we were engaged and I thought this was, this was it, right? And the relationship was, it went sour and it went toxic and it went abusive and it was, it was, it was tragic. And, um, that broken heart, I give thanks for, and I did at the time, even though it was hard and even though I didn't understand. And that was a closed door that was like, are you kidding me? Like I was, I was so broken. I was so lost. I had no idea who I was at that point. Um, but it was a gateway to getting to know who I am, who I am again. It was a gateway to helping me understand what I deserve and what I wanted in a husband. And had it not been for my first relationship, I would have never known what I had found or what I needed when I met Brandon. And and when I met my husband, we met on a blind date and it was supposed to be like a quick dinner. And we did not leave that, that table, that dinner table for seven hours. We could not stop talking. All of that, that, this window of my marriage, all because of lots of closed doors, (laughs) y'all, lots of closed doors and lots of broken hearts, all God's protection. And I'm thankful for that. Um, I've given gratitude, um, for my worst fear, coming true. And I, and I, in that moment, hard to do, but I was so thankful that my worst fear in my, my entire life, being raped, being sexually assaulted, waking up, thinking I'm dying, that I thought that I thought I was going to die. So to wake up from that, to be healed from that, to be rescued from that, and realized that while I had a lot of work to do, I had a lot of PTSD, I had a lot of therapy to go to, I had a lot of work and trust. And, you know, I'm not saying it was a cakewalk at all, but I am thankful and I give gratitude for the, my worst fear coming true because it was a, a gateway to appreciation, appreciating life, for not taking anything for granted, for empathy, for, for really, honestly, you guys, I never ran before that, that, that thing happened to me. 
And then after that, I went, whoa, I'm going to, I need to do something different. I'm going to, I need to, I needed to prove to myself that I could, I could outrun a predator. I needed to prove, I mean, there were some basic survival things I needed to, to like muster within myself. And then I realized, wait, I need to feel strong physically. And I did. And I started running and like the, I, that is the only reason I started running. And now like, what a gift running is running is my worship. Now running is what, where I cleanse my mind every day. Running brings me to life. God teaches me so much through running. I would have never started running had it not been my worst fear coming true and and running running a marathon for the first time made me realize my goodness I could actually do my childhood dream and do an Ironman because the only thing that had been holding me back from doing an Ironman was the fact that I couldn't run I was like well I'm a swimmer and I can ride a bike but I definitely don't run right and the whole concept of of an Ironman, the the logo, if you're if you're not familiar, is limitless, is being limitless. So that whole experience, my worst fear coming true, waking up in a dirty, seedy hotel room, being strangled almost to death by a stranger, helped me realize life is precious, life is valuable. And life is limitless. We are, I am thinking so small and I can do so much more than I ever thought possible. So when I talk, I told you I was getting heavy all today. I told you, but great gratitude around that is really the gateway to the good life. I'm thankful for my eating disorder and my mental illness that surrounds that eating disorder. Because for me, my anxiety, the things I struggle with, they've been gateway for me to surrender to under to, to they've they've been a gateway to understanding psychology and the and the need for for the human psychology of belonging and acceptance they are the gateway to me serving other people the my sensitivity my vulnerability my experiences i give thanks because they're show they're how they're my story and 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 god uses that and i am so thankful for that i'm thankful for my son's health issues and you may not know my, and, and there could be, and here's the thing, could they be worse? Absolutely. Um, but for us, they've been challenging and, you know, it started, we, m- my son Baker, who is now, um, oh, he's 15 months. I was like, I know he's one. How many months is he? Second child, right? <laughs> Sorry. We don't count as it's so true. And I hated this. I'm a second child and I hated my mom had way, like when I say way more photos of my brother, I mean, for every one photo of me, there's like 10 of him. And this is back in the eighties. So, you know, that's a big deal. And I remember thinking, mom, how could you? And here I am. I like, don't know my son's age. Second child. It's true what they say, but you know, Baker was born, um, but it's true. I love both of them equally. And she always told me that too. So, <laughs> um, I come full circle there, but, uh, Baker was born five weeks early. We had NICU and, um, Billy blanket for weeks and he's constantly sick. And he had, um, he had some, uh, some, some, oh gosh, just a lot of issues. And we've had a lot of surgeries and we probably have one or two more surgeries to go. And in between all of those things, he has had bronchiolitis and he has been pre-diagnosed with asthma, even though you don't diagnose under two for asthma. And he is always on a nebulizer and he um, has had RSV and hand, foot, mouth. And last week we were in the ER for pneumonia. And you know what? Through it all, that baby is always smiling. That baby is alive and it's a miracle. That baby has been and giving thanks for his his health issues. I give thanks because because he almost wasn't here. And I give thanks for his issues because um they're they've been a gateway to me for savoring life, for slowing down, for celebrating the gift of God of modern medicine, for the for the preciousness of breath, for the 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 I mean really when I the 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 way the medical community shows up, the love of nurses, like I have such a sensitivity in such a small way. And like I said, what we experience with Baker is so minute in comparison to what so many families walk through. And I'm, th- I'm thankful for that. But I'm also thankful that we've had the smallest taste. We didn't have this at all with my daughter. And I, I'm, I don't like that. I know how hard it is, but I'm thankful that I understand the smallest sliver of a, of a, of an inclination of how hard it is for some parents. And I just, it compels me to want to love them more to show up and just say, you're 
like you're doing great. And like, I don't know, it just, it's increased my heart, right? I don't know how else to say it, but I'm, I'm thinking, no, do I want his, do I want Baker to have no more issues? Absolutely. But in the meantime, every time something comes up, I'm, I'm still going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use gratitude as a gateway because Baker has shown me that those, those things are getting in his way. He is living the good life. You should see this little boy. And if you're on Instagram, you have probably seen it because every time we go to the hospital, I'm, or like this past weekend, we're in the ER. He is all but playing all over his hospital rooms. He, you can't shake his joy. It's awesome. So many lessons in that. Gratitude, gateway to the good life. He has the good life and he is showing me the good life. Yeah, I mentioned earlier when I mentioned eating disorders, one of the things I've struggled with that has really been um, manifested in the past through an eating disorder was my my anxiety. I, have, I um, grew up with a lot of anxiety and something that I, I manage now, but I'm thankful that I've had anxiety issues. I'm, I'm not ashamed. I'm thankful because they've been a gateway to teaching me to savor peace, to savor peace and presence and and the gift of what really matters in life. And, you know, I was recently thinking about this, of that peace is the ultimate gift that we all want, right? It's what we're going after. Isn't that the, the concept of how do I know I'm enough? Like we want more. We Like am I, am I pretty enough? Am I successful enough? When, when can I just say I'm enough? And that's why I love, that's why I love Jesus. That's why I love God. Because, because that is the gift of I'm enough. Like we have that gift because it's a gift the world can't give is peace. And I, if I didn't have anxiety, if I didn't struggle with those, those, those thoughts of self-doubt and insecurity, if I didn't struggle with the things that, that inspired me and called me to, into the profession of being a, a confidence coach, then I would have never understood how desperate we are all for, for, for peace. How, 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 what a gift of, of fullness of life, of, of, of a good, of the good life that the gift of peace is, and it is available to us and I just celebrate that right and and so I give thanks for my anxiety because without that I would have never known how sweet the taste of peace peace and rest and confidence really is um two more I wanted to share with you I'm I give thanks and I did in the process as well it's easy to say retrospectively I give thanks right and when I'm saying this I want you to know I was in the process walking in gratitude walking in gratitude even though it was hard to give thanks for my loneliness and my years of feeling misunderstood. I, you guys, so many years I thought I'm never going to meet anybody. I, I, I saw all my friends getting married off. Like I felt like I was like the last one standing, you know, and I went, what's wrong with me? Like, but I'm so thankful for those, those, those years of loneliness and being misunderstood. And because they were, it was the gateway to perfect timing to meet Brandon. It was the gateway for me to, to grow in myself and grow in my business and grow and to really be prepared to meet my husband at God's perfect timing. I'm thankful. I know what loneliness feels like too, because I want to love other people. I want to love them well. And the reality is that a lot of people, everyone struggles with loneliness and I'm so glad that I got to have a, maybe an overdose of it because I'm sensitive to it. And if there's anything I can do to help somebody else not feel so alone in their thoughts, not feel so misunderstood, then I feel like I've, I've shown up and I've done my calling because I know that when that, how that felt for me when I felt it. And so that's why I do what I do. How thankful am I for those moments of loneliness? I had no idea what the, how, what, how they would, that they could turn into a podcast decades later. And my final gateway to gratitude moment that I wanted to share with you was, you know, I'm really thankful for my weird passion for language and words. And because this kind of piggybacks with this concept that I always felt so lonely and weird. And I liked to read the dictionary for fun and no one else I knew liked. I was trying to speak multiple languages and always felt, you know, I, I just I struggled to find the right groups of friends. And like, how did this? I had lots of friends, but I just still didn't feel like anyone got me. And I didn't get why I loved words so much. I didn't get why I wanted, like it just, you know, when you have a passion, you're like, I don't get it. Why? And I can't, I couldn't shake it, but I gave thanks for it. Cause I was like, Lord, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but I, thank you for, thank you for the gift that I have, that it's a love. Thank you for the love that I have for words. Who would have thought that my job would be words? Y'all seriously, would I've ever guessed that I would be 
speaking for a living, writing for a living, coaching for a living, being thankful for my weird passion for languages and words have been, those were really the gratitude was a gateway to God's calling for me, for me to use my words to help people to learn to think better and to learn to manipulate and use their words. Now, do I wish I was speaking more French and Italian and uh, you know, for a hot minute, I studied some Chinese and Spanish. I used to be used to be fluent in Spanish, and y'all, it's pathetic. Don't try to if you see me, don't try to talk to me. I mean, I will understand everything you say, but I am embarrassingly um, rusty, and it's so frustrating to me because I want to I want to be just fluid with it. It's not about how well I speak in these other languages. I think, I think that that passion's there, so that I look at. I look, when I hear a word, I think about what that word, I think about the translation of that word, not just in English. I don't think just about the meaning of it. I think about it in every language that I'm familiar with. And then I look at the, then I look at synonyms and I look at the different online dictionaries of these in foreign languages. I'm fascinated by how different cultures and different languages express the same concept. Now, isn't that interesting? It's not about the languages that I'm speaking, but it's about the fact that I see that words have multi-layers, multi-concepts, and then we get to control and think about how we want to use them. It's crazy. Who would have thought some weird passion that made me go, why? Like, you guys, when I majored in French and minored in Spanish in college, and I had this super duper expensive education, and when my mom was like, well, what are you going to do with language? What are you going to do? You're going to teach? And I didn't want to teach. Well, okay, what are you going to... I mean, we're going to go live in Europe. I mean, I did, but for a year, like, what are you going to do with a language major? Other than like, I mean, I couldn't answer the question, but I knew I had to study them. Like, so I gave thanks for the uncertainty of going, well, I can't wait to see what God does and look at what God has done with the languages in the, in a really crazy way. So that those are my gateway moments to gratitude, my gateway moments from grad from gratitude. Now I want to talk to you about how do you do this for yourself? How do you really infuse gratitude practices into your daily life? And here's just a couple ideas. And again, I am nowhere close to mastering this. I want to be clear, um, but I certainly over the last couple of years have picked up ways to just infuse it more into my lifestyle. It has been helpful. And when I'm in a funk, I know what I need to do. When I'm in a funk, I turn on worship music and I do some gratitude. And I always have a bad attitude before I do it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I know this works, so I'll do it. Like, that's how it goes. And then I do it. And I'm like, oh, I feel so great. Like, it, it, it is like flipping a light switch. So first thing first, if you don't have a gratitude journal yet, get one. There are so many ways to do this. I really just keep lots of really, I'm very particular about the types of notebooks I like. I like journals that are spiral round. So one of my favorite things to do is to go to Barnes and Noble and look at their like journal section. And then I just sort of like hoard pretty journals. <laughs> so I have a whole um, like bookshelf where I keep them. And then whatever's like, whichever one is calling to me the most, that's what I I, I, I just dump my thoughts into and I dump them in gratitude journaling and sometimes these come out as prayers to to God and more often than that they just are random lists like I will make a list and I sort of have a habit of writing the first 10 to 10 to 12 15 things that come to mind in the morning so it might be um, the smell of coffee or something my husband said to me last last night the fact that I have a roof over my head, something great about the song that I just listened to, something silly that my daughter said to me, um, or maybe it's just, you know, gratitude that, you know, I, I've gotten a little bit wrapped in, to, uh, wrapped up in some of the political climate. And sometimes my gratitude is, thank God I'm not a politician. It's not for me, right? Too much anxiety for me. So, so even, even if like the, the, something's not going the way you want it, you can still find a gratitude about it. And so I sort of just let myself free flow. So, Gratitude journaling is something super huge. Now, um, you can do that. I There's so much power to writing. So anytime you can, please write. And also though, you don't have to keep it in a set journal. I have um, at any given time, if I need to, I need, I, need to re, I need to shake my thoughts up and I need to get myself in the right mindset, um, I will just use Post-its and just fill up that Post-it note with everything I think that I'm giving, I'm, I'm thankful for. Um, and that will re it will reset me. So by, by some things I save, some things I just I write on the post-it note, toss in the trash, I feel better. 
But another thing I've done is something called gratitude on the go. Because if I'm driving or so, or I'm just like around other people and I can't necessarily stop, stop, drop and roll, stop, drop and gratitude, I, I take my 10 fingers out. I hold both hands open and I will, I will force myself to think of 10 things. The first, again, I just look around, I scan the scene, so to speak. And I, sometimes it might be like, all right, like, oh man, those trees are beautiful. I'm really thankful for the green on the trees. And number two, I'm really thankful that the green in the leaves on the trees are different than the green in the grass. That is cool, right? Like what a gift of color in my life. Like, and then I might go in something really, really deep after that. Um, or sometimes I'm like, man, I'm thankful for NPR. It's teaching me to think about things I never thought about. So literally, I mean, you can see this is how it goes when I'm driving in the car. I see grass, I see the leaves, I'm listening to NPR. Um, but, and I, and as I'm driving or as I'm walking or maybe in a, in a meeting and I, I need to go into a place of gratitude or as I was in the hospital with my son, right? And I'm like, okay, I, I don't have the insight or the motivation at this point or the energy to write things out. All right. But I can hold 10 fingers out and I hold the 10 fingers out. And when I think of one thing, one finger goes down and I think of another thing, the next finger goes down. And then I won't, I won't, I won't stop until all fingers are down. So that's been a really great tool for myself and my clients. Um, I already mentioned this. Another way that I really helps me set my mindset for gratitude is putting on positive music. And so, um, and for me, positive music has a couple connotations. I'm going to be honest. Um, the first one that I want to like be like, oh, it's the obvious one. It's positive music. It is worship music. I'm a huge fan of elevation worship. That's like hands down all the time for me. Elevation worship, if you're looking for something that's going to just move your soul, oh, y'all, okay. Also Hillsong, um, there's a bunch that I like, but the, that's sort of like the getting my soul right. But there are times, y'all, when worship music is like, I'm like, that's, I'm thankful for that. That gets my, my mind right, my thoughts right, my gratitude in the right place. There is also a time and place for me for fun, upbeat, like let's dance, more often than not, like um, let like reggaeton. I'm trying to think like reggaeton, like, or hip hop. That's like kind of positive. It can't be negative hip hop, but like high, like I can't sit still while I listen to this. And then sometimes that's that. Sometimes that gets me into a place of gratitude. Cause like I get up, I'm like, man, life is good. Right. Um, I'm happy. Like and getting myself Physically moving sometimes really, really helps me get into that gratitude space. Um, another thing, a couple other quick things, um, intentional compliments. So infusing more gratitude in your life doesn't just have to be about your own gratitude. It's about expressing gratitude towards others, taking the time to hint, 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 or write a review for a podcast you like, maybe by, you know, for example, or write a review for a book that you're like, my favorite book I've bought for five people. Well, that's awesome. But have you written a review on Amazon for them yet? Like, or taking the time to, to bring a small gift to your favorite teacher at school or your favorite um, uh, gosh, I don't know, cashier, like literally how can we express gratitude down to the smallest, smallest moments of our life and write reviews or be intentional about our compliments, um, and say, man, I'm really thankful for the, how great you are at your job. Like you're really thorough at, um, what you do. Maybe you're thanking your mailman or, um, the Amazon truck that comes by your house every day because you're uh, online shopping at night. But really just saying like, not just say, man, I'm thankful for you, but wow, you, you're exceptional at what you do. I'm really thankful for that. Thank you for being an important part of my life. Letting people know that they're an important part of your life makes them feel well, loved. I mean, and isn't that what we want? We want to spread more love. Um, and then that, that is what, what we do as a family. We do gratitude chats at night and family expressions of appreciation and thanks. So um, Brandon and I try to be really intentional about thanking one another or praising one another in front of the children. It helps us and it helps them. And then obviously we're not doing this yet with Baker at, at, at 15 months, but um, I mean, we do, but he doesn't understand it. But with Ellie, our three-year-old, um, before we pray together as a family at night, we do gratitudes. And Ellie, what are you thankful for, right? Like three things. What and, and we lead by example and tell a couple of things that we're thankful for. And, you know, and sometimes she's serious and sometimes she talks about poop, but most of the time it sets her intention right. So... And most of the time we get at least one that's serious. 
And so what, what it reminds me is that it's never, you're never too young and you're never too old to start expressing gratitude. And, you know, and then from a marital standpoint, even though it's hard sometimes y'all just, just given, giving my husband the gold star, you know, we can, we laugh about men needing gold stars, but it's mine to give. And I got a lot of gold stars I can give out. And so I just thank him a lot. And I, the more I express gratitude to him, the more of a gateway to a good life we have as a, as a couple. And, 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 it goes, and it goes both ways. So guys, that is a list that hopefully will inspire you. And I just realized I forgot one. Now, maybe as you're listening, it might be a little late, but I don't think it is because Thanksgiving's not yet. You might still have a Halloween pumpkin laying around that's not been carved. One of the best ways things I did this year was a thankfulness pumpkin. And so if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, which is Trish Trish underscore Blackwell on Insta or Trish Blackwell Fitness on Facebook, um, I took a Sharpie. And I took, we got this like light pink pumpkin and I took actually three colored Sharpie pens. And for about over the course of a week while I had my coffee, I just wrote whatever gratitudes came to mind. And I circled around and I probably wrote about a hundred or maybe 150 little gratitudes on my pumpkin. And it's been amazing. Of course, Ellie wanted to do it with her pumpkin, though she can't write yet, but um, she she drew all over hers and she loved it and it was awesome. And so that's something I'm definitely going to incorporate. And I know if I, well, I'm going to, I'm actually inspired by saying that to say, I'm going to pop on Pinterest and look up how I can infuse gratitude in every holiday. Um, one of the things that we did that somebody gifted to us for Christmas last year and that we're going to do again is a little Christmas ball, like an empty Christmas um, ornament. And then you take lots of little sheets of paper and you write your gratitudes for that year. So that was what we did that in 20 for last year. And we wrote everything that we we're thankful for that happened, our memories, this things we wanted to celebrate. And we put them probably, we probably had 30 to 40 little sheets of paper. And then in this little glass ball ornament, you just slip them in and then you put the top on and then it hangs on your tree as a memory for forever. And so that's another, that's a Christmas variation of gratitude that, um, I would like to continue. Again, this is only our second year that we'll, we'll be doing it. But um, there's so many ways you can take this and personalize gratitude in your life just to be somebody who is that has an attitude of gratitude. And so my challenge to you is what can you do this week, this and, and this week of Thanksgiving, wherever you are in the world, to say, I live and breathe gratitude. And because of that, I walk into the good life. I am a gateway to the good life of others. And I'm gateway to this, this new freedom of thinking. I'm telling you, y'all, you will not be disappointed. With that said, let's highlight our listener of the week. And it is Molly Miller. Molly said, and she is recently um, a new listener. So she said, I stumbled upon your podcast last night. I've been on a path of personal development and continued improvements, and I've discovered a few exceptional leaders and educators in the space, but I was looking for a new perspective. After only one podcast, I knew I wanted to keep listening to your message. It resonates deeply with me. And Molly, that, whew, girl, you got me there. Thank you so much. That is such a blessing for me to hear. You said, she continues, I have struggled with confidence in myself and my dreams, and um just fear that I don't reach the heights or the promise of the prosperity that will slip through my fingers and be lost. I've been on the ends of both spectrum and me too, girl. Um, I am a woman and lifetime wheelchair user on paper. Those things alone have the power to put me in categories of less than inferior. I drank that poison and believed the falsehood for too long, especially because of the physical disability. What I thought more clearly proved that I am different than the majority. I'm not afraid to go after the things I want and I can be a pit bull if I need to, but I'm very aware of the fact that sometimes a stereotype can lead other opinion, people's opinions of me. I thought that I would not be taken seriously in the space I wanted to be, an author, an educator, a mentor, speaker, influencer, because I'm different. The truth is, we are all different. That is the true gift of life. We get to learn alongside people who have different experiences, different beliefs, different understandings of how the world works. There's tremendous power in the vulnerability and honesty of sharing experiences. I want to use what I've learned so far in 32 years to educate the public, but mostly I want to empower and inspire other women with physical disabilities. I want them to know their bodies are not wrong or damaged. 
They are beautiful. These women are strong, intelligent, insightful, wickedly funny, and capable of achieving everything they desire in love, life, work, and community. I've used my voice as a freelance writer for a couple magazines here in the US and Canada, and I also have a blog, but I want to reach further. I want my message, believing in yourself and embracing who you are without apologizing, to reach as many people as possible. And girl, that is why you're chosen as listener of the episode. Molly, I already told you this, but y'all, does she not write beautifully? Does she not speak crazy good truth of, and I'm going to read this one line over again. I want other women with physical disabilities or limitations to know that their bodies are not wrong or damaged. They are beautiful and that we, any one of us is capable of achieving everything you desire in life, love, work, and community. And Molly, I'm going to say this again. You go on with your bad self. I am so proud of you. I am so thrilled to be connected with you. I'm so inspired by you. And I am so honored that I'm going to get to walk alongside you to cheer you on as you rock the College of Confidence and share with others and get your blog out to more people, which is why I'm telling people about it now. Let's talk about this, y'all. Go check her out. It's called wheeliegoodwriter.wordpress.com. It's I'll have that in the show notes. It's W-H-E-E-L-I-E-G-O-O-D writer.wordpress.com. And you guys, She's beautiful inside and out. And her words, well, girl, you heard me talk about words. You know I love them. So I love your words, and I want you to keep writing and keep shining and keep inspiring others to do the same. So, guys, without any further ado, let's close out today with that message, with celebrating Molly and celebrating each one of us and every single one of our bodies, every single one of our minds, every single one. There's so much for each of us if we were to really slow down and give thanks for and gratitude and that we we can stand at this crossroads at this gateway and look at where we want to go and the good life ahead of us and open that gate with gratitude. It is the gateway to the good life. And if you want 2019 to be the gateway to your good life with your business, y'all, trishpleckwell.com forward slash mastermind. I want to take you to make 2019 the best year of your business possible. If that's calling your name, go check it out before the end of November. I'm closing the doors. I'm closing the the consideration. So trishpleckwell.com forward slash mastermind. And guys, get all the show notes. Check out, go back to my references on, on gratitude suggestions and check out Molly's blog on the show notes at trishblackwell.com forward slash 293. Now go out there today. Go be more of who you are. Be you. Be free. Thanks for listening. You can get more confidence resources at trishblackwell.com. If you loved the show, let me know by writing a review on iTunes and by connecting with me on the gram at trish underscore blackwell. You can take your confidence to the next level for free by downloading my detox devotional. The detox devotional is five days of five minute devotions to inspire joy, infuse you with confidence and help you own the truth that God loves you deeply. Now be more, be free, be you, and be here for next week's show. I'll see you then.